You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. Let's speak to Torona Moodley, next CEO of Neptosa in KwaZulu-Natal. So the KwaZulu-Natal Education Department has issued a directive for all schools to close as soon as possible. This is due to the severe weather warnings. The South African Weather Service has issued a level 5 warning for the province's coastal areas as well as parts of uh, Zululand. The academic year in KwaZulu-Natal has begun on a bad note due to some schools not even having received their teaching material. Teacher Union, Neptosa, has received complaints from principals saying that parents and teachers are digging deep into the pockets to buy certain stationery for their kids to keep the school running. Tarona now joining us on the line. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. What's the situation currently like um, in the province when it comes to day one of schooling and also considering um, this directive that has been issued by the Department of Education? Good afternoon, Oren. Well, it's taken off to a rocky start, firstly, with regards to the weather that we're experiencing currently. Um, we're actually uh, pleased that the department took a proactive position to close schools at one o'clock for learners today. Uh, the weather is uh, really extreme in the province at the moment as I speak to you. So uh, we are hopeful that all learners got home safely on the first day of school um, and that there's been no issues with regards to or limited issues with regards to infrastructure damage uh, with today's severe storms that we've had and are experiencing currently. And for- uh, the weather is the one issue, Orin. Sorry. Sure, ahead. no, you can go ahead. Um, The other issue is the uh, severe financial limitations that the department has been experiencing through the period of 2023, and this has actually impacted on them, on the department, disbursing the financial allocations to schools where schools have the ability to procure their own learner teacher support material. And the department has paid only a portion of it last year and a small portion of it this year, uh, yesterday and today, uh, which made it impossible for schools to actually purchase learner teacher support material to start school today. So many schools have gone without any teaching and learning happening today because they did not receive delivery of this very important tools for teaching and learning. What's the explanation from the department how it found itself in this predicament? Well, we as a teacher union has had several engagements with the department. These engagements were ongoing throughout 2023. And the department has little more to say than due to the financial cutbacks uh, from National Treasury, the department is literally limping uh, when it comes to financial resources. And this includes human resources as well. So the department is in a helpless position because this is the biggest department of education in the country um, with more than 6,000 schools and a very huge uh, staff complement. And um, the department has faced considerable cuts from Treasury with regards to their budget over several years now. And this is the reason why the department finds itself in this very difficult, impossible position that we are in today. What's the solution to this? And I remember even speaking to the previous um, MEC of education in the province, and he was lamenting the fact that, you know what, um, year after year, we see that there are these budget cuts. And then also we see a change, of course, in the basic education system with the introduction of um, the ECD as well, falling under basic education, which also means more money, more human resources required. Well, Oren, it's a tough one because firstly, with regards to the the ECD function shift from a social development to education, it did come with funds. 
So the learners were moved with funds. But despite that, we still, as a Department of Education, do not have the funds to pay for these teachers that should be paid, you know, a teacher's salary, not a grade R practitioner's salary. So they are, they, they, that does impact, but not in a huge way. Even before the function shift, there were huge problems with regards to finances in this province. And you ask me, what is the solution? The solution is that education must be prioritized in terms of budget allocation from National Treasury. Uh, we know it's an apex priority in the country, and there is this constitutional mandate to the department to uh, deliver on quality basic education, but it doesn't meet the need. The, the finances that are disimbursed to the provinces do not meet the needs of basic education. It's far from meeting the needs. So really, there has to be more money pumped into basic education. Parents are at their limits. We have a number of no-fee-paying no schools in the province. So those, those schools are not even funded or they're supplementing their income from parents paying. And they are really disadvantaged more than other schools. And really, Aldrin, it's, it's the sad part of it is that we are perpetuating these inequalities because it's the poor schools that are suffering the most. The more advantaged schools have income supplemented by fees as well as um, fundraising, uh, sponsorships, but it's those poor schools in disadvantaged areas that bear the brunt of these financial limitations. And what what does that mean then to increase the budget? Because already now we see that education and health gets the, like they get like the lion's share of the budget when the minister of finance announces his budget allocations. Um, do we know whether we have teachers who are in the system who are fit for purpose? Also, all of the infrastructure that is available, and I don't know with the, when it comes to schools at least, um, and those schools where um, there are not a lot of learners, is there a possibility of, at all to sell um, that particular property? I know it falls under Department of Public Works, but to sell the property and that money then goes to the schools. Well, Oren, it's a, it's a really, it's a conversation for many stakeholders to have. And uh, yes, we do get a lion's share of the budget uh, nationally, but we do not believe that it is adequate taking into account the statistics, uh, the number of learners that the system serves. And, the, and, it's, and education like health is a human resource driven department. You have to have a teacher in front of every single class. But added to that, despite it being huge in terms of human resources, which are really needed to serve the, the department, there are hundreds, if not thousands of vacancies that are unfilled because the department can't afford to pay uh, to fill these vacancies. So it's already a system that's so crippled because of the lack of enough human resources that are part of the organogram, that are funded parts of the organogram, but the department has not been filling these posts because they can't afford to. So despite us getting the biggest share or one of the larger shares um, in terms of the finances from National Treasury, it's definitely not enough. It's a people-driven uh, department, and we really need to actually look at how it is we can now face um, the, the consequences of this in, and, and mitigate the losses or the damage that we are you know, experiencing as a department. A final one, um, Torona, when it comes to overcrowding, um, what's the average uh, teacher-pupil ratio that we currently have and how does that um, compare to international standards? Well, uh, the teacher-pupil ratio on paper 
and officially it's 1 is to 31. But that never translates into the number of learners that are in a classroom. You could have up to 80 learners in a classroom. It's a technical exercise that's calculated uh, through formulas that include weighting of learners, else, you know, learners with special needs, um, the areas that you come from. So it doesn't really translate into class sizes at all. And remember that those those um, schools that can afford to supplement their uh, teacher uh, the numbers with paying for school governing body employed educators do that. In some schools, we have 50% of the teachers being um, staff uh, paid by the department and others are paid by school governing bodies, which means those class sizes are substantially lower than schools that can't afford to employ their own teachers. So really, that's a huge discussion that we need to take. And as NAPTOSA, we've been asking for a change in the formula that's been used for for many years, and they call it the Peter Mockle model. Uh, we've been asking for the change in the model for several years now, but this model has been used uh, for for a very long time, not taking into account the changing needs of education and the changing demands of education. So really the pupil teacher ratio, you will have somebody say to you from the department, oh, it's one is to 31, but really it's not one is to 31. It's far more than that. It di it's diverse depending yep. on the availability and affordability of the schools. Thank you so much for your time. Tarona Moodley is the CEO of Naptosa in KwaZulu-Natal.